Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The shooting in Buffalo has left 10 people dead. The shooter, name we don't use, planned this. Since January, had picked the target, this supermarket, had planned out every last detail of what they were going to wear, how they were going to carry this out. The question, of course, is the why. And then, why the radicalized response, including claiming that Congresswoman Elise Stefanik is echoing racist theories espoused by the suspect in Buffalo. Why wait to know? Why take a look at what happened? Why question why a guy, an 18-year-old, who wanted to shoot up a school a year ago, was still able to get the firearm, get it legally? Who was keeping an eye? Where were the parents? Where were other authorities? Or were they simply too busy to keep an eye on just this one citizen? What level of radicalization took place online to get him to say, you know what, the problem is black people and Jews? Because he was, based on his manifesto, racist, was based on his uh, manifesto, an anti-Semite. Why not discuss those things? Why immediately do we have to go to, you see, this is what Republicans really are. That's what Rolling Stone wrote. Rolling Stone magazine wrote, I mean, they put out the piece, not me. The Buffalo shooter isn't a lone wolf. He's a mainstream Republican. Well, now it's all settled. Now we don't have to think about it anymore. As long as we were able to take the murder of 10 Americans and utilize it to a political advantage, everything's going to be fine. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you guys. 833-GOT-TONY. Would love to hear from you. 833-468-8669. There were 13 people shot. It was yesterday ten pe- uh, 11 people dead. Today they're saying 10 people dead. And sometimes these numbers do uh, con- you know, uh, have a bit of, of conflicting uh, to them as more information comes out and things kind of calm down a little bit. The shooter lived 200 miles away. Absolutely picked this supermarket in this town because by zip code, it had the largest density of black Americans. There is not a question based on what we know thus far that this area, that this supermarket, that this was done because he, this shooter, wanted to kill black people. That's not in debate based on what we know. He planned out the attack. He planned out the gear that he was going to wear. One of the people who was shot and killed is a retired Buffalo police officer who was a security guard who was armed and tried to take down the shooter but could not get past the tactical gear that the shooter was wearing. That security guard, that former officer, lost his life. The manifesto engages a series of things. Engaging the idea of of a racist philosophy uh, referred to as this great replacement. I got to admit, I've learned 
unfortunately, way too much. The last time I had heard a replacement was uh, Charlottesville. Right? Jews will not replace us. I'm Jewish. I'm not looking to replace these people. These people are awful. You think I want to replace these people? You think I want to be near these people? You think I want their life? Not now, not a chance, not ever, not once. I want no part of what they're doing. I'm not looking to replace you. I'm looking to not even be near you. That's my, my own personal plan right there if I'm being asked. But this replacement theory, well, I'm not up on all my uh, bigotry. A lot of people with a lot of bigotry out there. He spent time online, hours online, radicalized by the internet, buying into this idea that low birth rates amongst white people would result in the complete racial and cultural replacement of the European people. And decided he had to do something about it. How sick and how twisted. However, we know that he already wanted to shoot up a school. He wanted to do great damage. It was in him, horrifically, shockingly, grossly. We know that officials were aware of this. And he was still able to plan this out and engage this attack. There's a question as to how in the world is this guy taken alive? How does that happen? Well, if he's wearing the tactical gear, it's very possible that shooting him wasn't going to work. So you do what you can. It is amazing. He can murder 10 people and he's captured. I believe this is also going to lead to something uh, equally as horrible, by the way. This guy on the stand trying to push forward his ideology. There should be no television cameras in the courtroom with him. His manifesto not only discusses the fact that he's a racist and an anti-Semite, hates Fox News, which is stunning because the left very, very quickly decided to say, you know, this is Tucker Carlson's fault. How? Tucker Carlson's fault? What the hell is this? What did Tucker... Anything to blame the other guy. Never let a crisis go to waste. That's exactly what we're seeing here today from the political left. It was Joe Lockhart, former Bill Clinton press secretary, who stayed in more blood on the hands of Tucker Carlson and Fox News. This killer used a racist talking points to justify killing 10 people. Carlson won't stop. Because as he explained to the New York Times, it's good for ratings. Lives be damned, as Carlson will be at Judgment Day. Rick Wilson, uh, from the from the uh, Lincoln Project there, joined in to say the Buffalo Killers Manifesto reads like a job application for a junior producer on Tucker Carlson, and no, I'm not being flippant. When Rick Wilson isn't protecting uh, people who prey on young men, he is... Uh, Screaming about Tucker Carlson. The fact that the manifesto clearly shows, as has been reported, as has been reported, 
that um, he would he would attack Fox News. It attacks Fox News, uh, despised Fox News. How does that jive? It doesn't have to jive. It doesn't matter. The facts are meaningless. What matters is you can attack the enemy. And that's exactly who these guys are and exactly who the progressive left are. Now, there was a copycat that took place at a church in California. One person was killed. Uh, The churchgoers there were able to subdue the man, literally tied him up with an extension cord and waited waited for police to arrive. Again, I I will say it as clear as day. All places of worship are soft targets. You absolutely must be armed at your place of worship. And if you have a priest or an imam or a rabbi who says you cannot be armed in that place of worship, change your place of worship or fire that priest, imam, or rabbi. They're worthless. If they will not defend themselves, if they will not allow you to defend yourself, they have to go. They are unworthy people. Copycats are a real deal. Copycats are a real dangerous problem. But of course, the focus here is Buffalo and the white supremacy involved in this attack. I I don't argue that this kid uh, either is a racist, uh, that he um, he was, sub- you know, uh, in- indoctrinated uh, by this racist theory and decided to act out upon it. I- I'm-, I'm not debating that. I know it's being uh, going to be prosecuted as a hate crime. You, uh, I haven't changed. I oppose the concept of hate crimes. If these people had all been white, it would be less of a crime, not a chance, not a shot, no way. It would not be less of a crime. It just wouldn't be. But they're going to go at it as a hate crime. If we're going to engage this conversation of supremacy, you cannot do it without discussing the people murdered in the parade in Wisconsin. You cannot discuss supremacy without Daryl Brooks, who murdered six people by running over them with his car. He set out to kill white people. He killed, he murdered six white people. It was black supremacy. If we're going to engage the conversations, guys, I damn well demand that we engage them all. Because while we're screaming about supremacy this and supremacy that, and I don't, I'm not denying that these people and these ideologies exist, our issue is how we deal with them. And if we are not going to discuss them all and the evil that they engage, then we have no shot and no chance. Never mind the people who want to attack uh, lawful gun owners for what this guy did in Buffalo. Murdered 10 people. But we want to go after guns? Guns aren't the issue here. I'm talking about a black man in Wisconsin who ran over six people, murdering them. It's not the gun. It is what lies underneath. 
And that's that's what's required to engage this conversation properly. That is what is required. A discussion about what lies underneath, which is why I bring up Wisconsin. Because if we are not going to discuss the hate that lies underneath and only look at this as well, see, he had a gun. That's why you got to get rid of guns. No, no. You got to take a look at why people want to be radicalized. You got to take a look at why people engage in these levels of hate. You got to ask yourself what you do in society to try and lower and limit that. Now, there's gonna, you know, there's a kind of conversation that's going to come up. You mean this kid got radicalized over the last year or two? You mean during COVID lockdowns? A lot of people online with nothing to do and no friends to talk to, feeling disconnected, and they got online and they looked at this and they looked at that and it led them to this and they clicked on that. They moved over here and they saw this. And next thing you know, they found some friends. They found some people who are disaffected too, and they said, you know what's really getting to me? The Jews. The Jews. Well, hear me out. Yeah, this 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 guy and that guy. And you know, the the connections, you know, there's something about that religion. I'll tell you what. There's something about that race, you know, black people, this and black people. You know, the problem with white people here and white people over there, and down the rabbit hole, and finally you find yourself not alone. You find yourself connected. Dear Lord, why do people join gangs? They join gangs because they're no longer alone. <laughs> Being alone is, is what the torture is. Feeling lost, feeling disconnected, feeling hopeless, that's what the torture is. And here, here you, 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 you see people finding ways, opportunities to take advantage of that. You don't have to be alone. We've got you covered. No, oh, by the way, uh, you know, it's those people's fault right over there. Yeah, it's those people's fault. Well, you know, it's, it's those people. You know, we should we should do something about those people, don't you think? No, seriously, we should do something about those people who did. They did this to you. I can't, we, we, we can't just take that. You can't just take that, man. You got to stand up. You got to stand up for all of us, man. You got to stay you got to do something for all of us, man. We're behind you, man. Go get him, man. Get it. Do you see how that works? See how see how that builds? If we are not willing to address the things as they are, we will never ever get this solved. Ever get this solved. Our problem here is not the firearm. Our problem here is the radicalization. There's a question to how this guy bought a firearm if he already was known to be somebody looking to inflict damage, looking to be dangerous, looking to kill. These 10 people, they did not deserve to die. Absolutely, positively not. It's a horrible ugly story that we're going to learn more about in the days and weeks ahead. But I'll, I'll I'll remind you, as clear as day, the people who are looking to politicize it, the people who are looking to, this is a great opportunity to attack Republicans. You know, there's already enough evil in the world we don't need anymore. But never let a crisis go to waste. They're showing you they have no interest in trying to solve the problem. They just have an interest in using the problem to their advantage.
And if you say to me, well, Tony, um, uh, well, they're going to tell you that this had nothing to do with Democrats. The Democrats don't do these things. I'll point you to a baseball field in Washington, D.C., where Steve Scalise was almost murdered. And if it wasn't because he happened to have two Capitol Police officers with him because of his position as, as whip of the Republican Party, you'd have a lot of dead Republicans that we would still be mourning the lives of. Same level of radicalization. Until we're willing to address it, nothing's ever going to get better. I'm Tony Katz.